ஓம் ஸ்ரீ சாய்ராம் ஆஃப்ரிங் மோஸ்ட் ஹம்பிள் பிரணாம்ஸ் அட் த டிவைன் லோட்டஸ் வீட் ஆஃப் அவர் எவர் ப்ரெசன்ட் லார்ட் இன்வோக்கிங் பகவான்ஸ் பெனடிக்ஷன் ஃபார் டுடேஸ் செஷன் டியர் லிஸ்னர்ஸ் மை லவிங் சாய்ராம் டு ஆல் ஆஃப் யூ ஓம் சஹனாவவது சஹனௌனக்து சீரியங்கரவாவஹை தேஜஸ்வினாவதீத்தமஸ்து மாவிஷாவஹை ஹரிஹியோம் தீஸ்வராபணமஸ்து பை த இமென்ஸ் கிரேஸ் ஆஃப் பகவான் வி ஹவ் கம்ப்ளீட்டட் இன் திஸ் சீரீஸ் ஆஃப் டாக்ஸ் ஆன் வேதாந்த பரிச்சய an introductory text of vedanta tatva bodhaha which is in a prose form which is in fact a question and answer format which explains the basic concepts of vedanta then we studied a text for nididhyasana contemplation and meditation on the atman which is nirvana shatkam followed by the study of sadhana panchakam where there are 40 instructions of sadhana for the seeker and all these texts are written by shri shankaracharya and then we studied shri guru stotram which is a part of shri guru gita from the skanda purana where not only the glory of the guru is extolled and the disciple offers his salutations to the sadguru the paramguru but also the entire vision of vedanta is unfolded as we all know the study of any subject a deep study of any subject cannot be undertaken without a preliminary understanding of exact definitions the terms the terminologies used in the subject so also if we want to study the scriptures especially the prasthana traya the triple canon of our sanatana dharma namely the upanishads the bhagavad gita and the brahma sutras we need to have a fundamental knowledge of the terms used and also the correct connotations in which various terms are used in these scriptures therefore it is very important for us to have a clear idea about the building blocks of vedanta or the fundamental concepts of vedanta if we have to study the scriptures and understand the scriptural teachings therefore as we know there are certain prakarana granthas the primary texts or the introductory texts of vedanta one of which we have already studied tatva bodha and if we understand the prakarana grantha we are introduced into the joys of vedanta itself and the text that we are going to take up for our study next in our 
talk on Vedanta Parichaya is a text which is a beautiful, exquisite poetry written yet again by Acharya Shankara, which shows the mastery of Acharya over the Sanskrit language and which also shows the love and compassion of the author for the mankind and which even describes sadhanas that are necessary for a seeker. And this text has as many as 581 verses and if you have guessed it right, the name of this text is Viveka Chudamani, a text which everyone has heard of and some of the popular quotes that we hear everywhere are from this text. And Viveka Chudamani, when translated into English, means the crest jewel of discrimination. The two key words in the title are Viveka and Chudamani. What is Viveka? We have all studied it in Tattvabodha, isn't it? Just as the two broad categories of subject matter in the Vedas are one is the Dharma, the other one is the Brahman. Similarly, also in Viveka, we had two broad categories of Viveka, Dharma Viveka and Brahma Viveka. As we know in the Vedas, the subject matter of Dharma tells us as to how we must live in this world and the subject of Brahman tells us as to how to go beyond the world itself. And similarly also, there are Dharma Viveka and Brahma Viveka. In Dharma Viveka, we have again certain subheads and they are Dharma Adharma Viveka to discriminate, to discern between Dharma and Adharma. In fact, the word Viveka is Vichir Prithah Karani. It means to separate the two which are mixed together. Say, for instance, to separate sand from grains, to separate water from milk which are mixed up together. That is the meaning of Viveka. So, Dharma Adharma Viveka, as the name itself indicates, tells us as to how we must live in this world the right way based on dharma, how we have to perform our duties, the responsibilities in the right possible way. And this is about dharma and adharma viveka. The do's and don'ts of ways of living are explained here or that can be discerned by us by applying this dharma adharma viveka. The second one is sadhana sadhya viveka. Sadhana is means sadhya is the goal. It is very important for us to discern between what is the means, what is the goals. Otherwise, if one confuses if he doesn't do this discrimination, he may confuse the means itself for the goal and he may lose sight of the goal itself. 
For instance, in a Sai Samiti, there is a singer who is gifted with a beautiful voice by the Lord and who is also musically trained and who sings the bhajans with so much bhava that everybody starts praising him or appreciating him. Then, if this devotee gets carried away by all this and if he thinks that I am the best singer in the Samiti. I must become the bhajan coordinator. I must be given the lead role in every singing session. Then what happens is, the very purpose for which the bhajan is sung by this devotee itself is lost and he has not exercised sadhana, sadhya, viveka. So it is very important for a seeker to understand this point. Then, see, most often what we are doing is, though we know that God is the goal, the sadhya, world is the means, sadhana, we often have world as the goal and use God himself as a means to reach our worldly goals. And this is how we mix up between sadhana and sadhya. Then, the third subhead is Sukha Dukkha Viveka We should know what leads us to happiness and what takes us to sorrow. This Viveka we must always exercise. Otherwise, we get deluded by the comforts that we have, the luxuries of the life. We will be so comfortable even in the bondage of the worldly objects. And we do not realize that all this in the end leads to Dukkha. As it is said, Anityam, Asukham, Lokam. All this is full of sorrow and all this world is only temporary. We lose this point. And then we must also exercise Shreya, Preya, Viveka. Shreya, the good. Preya, the pleasant. When we are not able to make out a difference between the two, what happens is, prayer naturally looks very easy. It is so comfortable. It is like a nectar in the beginning. But when followed, it will ultimately lead to, it becomes a poison. It takes us to sorrow. Whereas Shreya is difficult in the beginning. It is very difficult to do. Though it is good, it leads only to good. If we are not able to discern between what is good for us, though it is difficult and tough in the beginning, though it is like a poison in the beginning, but it leads to nectar in the end. And if we go for prayer just because it is easy, it is comfortable, it suits us, we have missed the point. So, this discernment is also important for us to live in this world. So, when we are not able to differentiate between this Sukha, Dukkha, Shreya and Preya and what leads to all this, then there is only Moha and Shoka, delusion and sorrow for us in the world. Then we have Amsha, Amshi, Viveka. Amsha means part, Amshi means whole. See, if we do not know who are we in totality, what is our true nature, true identity, that is the Amshi, and 
the parts that we play in this cosmic drama say the role of a husband a friend a mother a teacher and so on when we are not able to discern between the two things which is only a part and the other one which is the whole then what happens is we get attached to the part that we play and we are lost and we have lost sight of the whole the amshi itself so amsha amshi viveka is also very important and all these are dharma viveka which are essential for us to bring about the right balance to live in the world between our day to day life and also a seeker's life then we come to the second broad category which is brahma viveka under brahma viveka we have atma anatma viveka atma our true self anatma which is not self then jada chetana viveka jada inert chetana sentient what is the jada entity in us it is bmi body mind intellect and what is chetana it is our true self which is consciousness and this discernment is also necessary otherwise we think jada to be chetana and we give so much importance to this jada bmi and get attached at this level get struck at this level then we have nitya anitya viveka as we have seen in the study of tatva bodha also what is viveka nitya anitya vastu vivekah the discernment between what is eternal and what is ephemeral this is also very important so that we know what to let go of and what to hold on to so this is the brahma viveka and it is this brahma viveka that is explained in detail in this viveka chudamani that is why chudamani the crest jewel which is the jewelry that is worn at the top of the head the topmost portion is what this brahma viveka is and that is the subject matter of this text viveka chudamani with this brief introduction we shall now start the study of the text and we shall see the first verse the first verse goes like this sarva vedanta siddhanta gocharam tamagocharam govindam paramanandam sadgurum pranatosmyaham as we all know the very first verse of such texts is known as mangala charana it is the invocatory verse it is also a verse of devoted dedication by the author the author of the text offers his salutations to the lord his ishta devata and also to sadguru in the beginning so that the obstacles that may arise in course of writing the text are removed and the text is successfully completed so one of the purposes of mangalacharana or invocation is 
விக்னஹரணார்த்தம் அண்ட் கிரந்த பரிசமாப்தியார்த்தம் ஃபார் தி ரிமூவல் ஆஃப் ஆப்ஸ்டிகல்ஸ் அண்ட் ஆல்சோ ஃபார் தி சக்சஸ்ஃபுல் கம்ப்ளீஷன் ஆஃப் தி டெக்ஸ்ட் அண்ட் ஆல்சோ இட் இஸ் எ வே ஆஃப் டெடிகேட்டிங் திஸ் ஒர்க் டு த லார்ட் அண்ட் ஆல்சோ டு த குரு பை தி ஆத்தர் and in this mangala charana we do not come across the name of the author it means the author does not want to publicize himself he knows he is only an instrument through which this particular text or work is written and by dedicating it to the guru and the lord and by offering salutations to the lord and the guru through this mangala charana the invocatory verse the author allows this higher self to manifest through him and write the book and he knows he becomes empty by doing so and he becomes merely an instrument and also it is customary or it is a tradition to offer the work itself to the lord and the guru and it is known as shishta the culture so it is the mark of a cultured person to begin any text with devoted dedication to the lord and the guru and also by invoking the grace of the lord and the guru so too acharya shankara dedicates this first verse to the lord and also to his guru so the verse says sadgurum pranatah aham asmi i salute the sadguru who is the sadguru we have just completed the study of guru stotram where the guru tatva is hailed as brahma vishnu maheshwara the trinity of creation that is saguna brahman and also gurudev parabrahma he is the source of the creation the nirguna nirakara brahman the unchanging supreme truth so the author is offering prostrations to this sadguru in this verse and sadguru is what he is of the nature of paramanandam the one who is established in supreme bliss the one who is the supreme reality sat chit ananda then he says govindam the word govinda here is used in two senses as we all know govinda is one of the names of lord krishna the avatara of vishnu isn't it the word govindam vindam means to take control to take charge of go means golakani one who has perfect mastery over the senses that is govinda we can also make out that probably govinda is the ishta devata of acharya shankara that is why even in mohamudgara popularly known as bhaja govindam the name of the lord which is used again and again is govinda see go means cow and it is lord krishna who is the cow herd who is in charge of the cows similarly when we give 
our cows which are nothing but our senses to the custody of this lord lord krishna govinda then he helps us to go inwards and undertake an inner journey because by nature how are our senses directed as the kathopanishad says paranchi kani vyatrinat swayambhuhu tasmat parang pashyati na antaratman by default mechanism the creator himself has put the senses in such a way that they are always directed outwards they see what is outside and not the one that is inside na antaratman so if these senses have to be directed inwards to undertake an inner journey we have to offer it to govinda the cowherd who is in charge of the cows of the senses that is also the meaning in which the word govinda is probably used by the author and also the word go means earth earth which is the substratum of this whole universe so govinda is also the basis of the entire universe itself and another meaning of go is also veda what is veda yasya nishvasitam vedaha it is the breath of the god it is not the book of knowledge that is written by a human being whereas it is the revealed knowledge given by the divine to our sages and seers in meditation and here govinda means the one who is all knowledge himself the one who gave the vedas to entire humanity he is govinda and as we all know the name of the guru of acharya shankara is shri govinda bhagavat pada so by using the word govinda by offering salutations to govinda here the author also prostrates his guru shri govinda bhagavat pada then now we come to the first line of this verse sarva vedanta siddhanta gocharam tam agocharam it is about the subject matter of the text also and we have seen in some of the texts in the mangala charana or the invocatory verse even the subject matter is explained or is mentioned and it is known as anubandha chatushtaya and here the author says agocharam that which i cannot see that which is beyond the reach of the known instruments of perception and such a knowledge how is it revealed to me how is it made available to me the mankind sarva vedanta siddhanta gocharam gocharam it is made visible it is made understandable to us through sarva vedanta siddhanta through the import of siddhanta the essence of sarva vedanta the essence of the vedanta what is vedanta vedanta nama upanishad pramana we have studied this in our introductory series of tatva bodha isn't it so vedanta is the highest knowledge that is contained in the upanishads and what is upanishad upa plus ni plus shat 
upa means to go closest to to go nearer to what ni nischayena certainly surely sat that is the ultimate truth the one which takes us closer to the ultimate truth the one which makes us realize the ultimate truth that is what the science of upanishad says that is what vedanta is and the principle that is beyond the reach of the known instruments of perception which is agocharam but which is understood only through the import of the essence of vedanta is what is explained in this verse and that is what is revealed to me by the lord and the guru and this verse also means that the highest principle of sadguru the lord can be known only through the import of the essence of vedanta and it is beyond the reach of our perception the instruments of perception so to that sadguru i offer my salutations and this is about the invocatory verse and now we shall see the second verse of viveka chudamani which is actually the index of viveka chudamani we can call the entire subject matter that is going to be unfolded in the coming verses of the text is briefly summarized in this second verse जंतूनाम नरजन्म दुर्लभम अतः पुंस्वम तथो विप्रता तस्मादिकर्मगपरता विद्वस्मात्म आत्मात्मचनम स्वुभव ब्रह्मात्मना संस्थि मुक्तिर्नोशतजन्मकोटिसुकृत पुण्यलभ्यते this is the second verse in this verse as we can make out there is this popular quote which often quoted by everyone which is jentunam narajanma durlabham in this verse there are nine blessings that are listed by the author and these nine blessings or what are going to be explained in detail in the coming verses of the text and these nine blessings for a seeker or in the form of subtlety it starts from the gross and goes on to explain the blessings which are subtler and subtler it means each one and also each blessing is rarer than the previous one so the nine blessings which are in the form of which are in the order of subtlety or explained or listed by the author in this verse so the first blessing is jantu naam narajanma durlabham what is jantu janana shilavan jantuhu that which is born that which is living so a living creature is a jantu among all the living creatures narajanma a human birth durlabham it is indeed rare this is the first blessing this we can easily understand because we all know that out of 8.4 millions of species of beings on this earth 
there is only one species which has the special privilege or which is unique that is the human species see in every other species the birth is called bhoga yoni whereas in human beings it is called karma yoni because every other creature other than the human being is not capable of building up the karma it can only exhaust or enjoy the karma that it is born with and it comes up the ladder of evolution only by the push of nature so it is known as bhoga janma bhoga yoni whereas in human beings as we all know it is because of the special faculty that is there which is called buddhi the intellect both gross intellect and subtle intellect gross intellect to discriminate between the dualities as to live properly in the world and also sukshma buddhi the subtle intellect which can discriminate between atma anatma the self and the non self itself because of this the human being is capable of consciously building up the type of karma he wants and also he is able to go beyond karma by performing karma yoga this is the highest advantage that is present in this species and because of this there is possibility for human being to evolve consciously into the highest that is the state of divinity that is why it is not only a karma yoni whereas it is yoga janma the union of the lower self with the higher self is possible only in this species and that is why it is said to get a human birth among all the living creatures it is a rare gift or rare blessing indeed so that is the first blessing then the second blessing is ataha pumstvam rarer than this is pumstvam pumstvam means probably when translated into english manhood here we should not think that there is some gender bias that the author is advocating and he is giving importance to masculine nature or manhood here pumstvam the manly nature does not refer to the body but it refers to certain qualities of the mind certain daring qualities of the mind the courage that a person has in order not to run away from various vicissitudes of life from various challenges of life and the enthusiasm he has to walk this spiritual path and to rough it out and being tough in tough circumstances and also to be able to be detached to what is unnecessary on this spiritual path all these are listed under pumstvam or the qualities of the mind that are required for a seeker so that is what pumstvam exactly is so this pumstvam is rarer than narajanma and it is also a subtler blessing compared 
to Narajanma. Then the third blessing, which is subtler than these two, which is rarer than these two blessings, is Viprata. Viprata, when translated into English, is Brahminhood. So we should not think that to be born as a Brahmin is a blessing. That is not what is referred to here as Viprata. Actually, the Brahminhood comes in three stages to a seeker. The first one is at the Adi Bhautika level, at the level of the physical body, when he is born in a Brahmin family. Next is the Adi Daivika level, at the cosmic level, when a person learns the Gayatri Mantra, he is initiated into this sacred mantra and one who performs this japa of the mantra and the sandhya vandanam very regularly, religiously, then he also becomes a Brahmin at the Adi Daivika level. Whereas, what is meant by Viprata in this verse by the author is at the Adhyatmic level, at the spiritual level, that is, a person who has got Sattvic qualities. A person who is endowed with more and more of sattva guna, who has shama, dhamma, who has sense control, who has mind control and who is committed to a higher way of life is what is meant by viprata. So, viprata doesn't just come by virtue of being born in a Brahmin family, whereas Viprata here means the sattvic attitude of mind, rather sattvic attitude to life itself in seeker and that is what Viprata means here. Because a seeker has to undertake both Adhyayana and Adhyapana. Adhyayana means the study of the scriptures, the highest teachings regarding Atman and Adhyapana, he has to reflect upon these teachings. He has to go through Yajana, Yajana. Yajana means to withdraw from what is not necessary for the seeker and Yajana is to lead a higher way of living, to focus on the higher always and this is possible only in the sattvic state of mind and this sattvic nature is referred to here as viprata and this is a rarer blessing compared to even pumstvam or certain qualities required for a seeker. Then the fourth blessing that is mentioned here is tasmat Vaidika Dharma Marga Parata. It means even after gaining all these rare opportunities of a human birth, of manhood, the daring qualities of the mind, and also the sattvic nature or sattvic attitude in life, if he is able to have steadfastness. On the path of what? Vaidika Dharma Marga Parata. Steadfastness in a spiritual way of living as explained by our Vaidika Dharma. The Dharma that is mentioned in the Vedas, that is explained in the Vedic literature, that is still a rarer blessing. So, it is not only as we saw in 
சாதனா பஞ்சகம் த ஃபஸ்ட் இன்ஸ்ட்ரக்ஷன் வேதோ நித்தியம் அதீயதாம் எவ்ரி டே ஸ்டடி த ஹையஸ்ட் டீச்சிங்ஸ் ஆஃப் த ஸ்கிரிப்சர்ஸ் த எலிவேட்டிங் லிட்ரேச்சர் அண்ட் நாட் ஓன்லி தட் ததுதிதம் கர்மஸ்வனுஷ்டீயதாம் பேஸ்ட் ஆன் த நாலேஜ் யூ கெட் ஃப்ரம் த ஸ்டடி ஆஃப் த ஸ்கிரிப்சர்ஸ் you have to perform your day to day activities you have to live your life in the life of these teachings and you have to be steadfast in it and that is what vaidika dharma marga parata means why is this vedic way of life essential for a seeker why can't he lead a life that is explained in texts other than the vedas that needs to be clarified here see the vedic vision of life is a holistic vision the vedic way of life not only tells a seeker how to use the dharma artha kama purushartha in the right possible way to base his kama and artha purushartha on the basis of dharma and lead his way like that but also to go beyond these three purushartha that is to make purushartha nischaya and to pursue the moksha purushartha itself therefore vaidika dharma marga parata means when one performs his activities one one bases his all that he does on the basis of this vedic dharma then what happens is as goswami tulasidas says dharmate virati this dharma itself leads him to vairagya and qualifies him for the highest path that is the path of self inquiry that is the necessity of vaidika dharma marga parata for a seeker because the vedic dharma is the dharma which is not made by any human being because the vedas are apaurusheya not written by a human being but they are the breath of the god they are the revealed knowledge by the lord himself and that is why it is devoid of human errors and human flaws and that is why it is the highest dharma that is explained in our scriptures of the vedas and that is why one should base the life on the principles of the vedas and not only this vaidika dharma marga parata is also to follow the smritis as well shruti is the vedas and even the smritis which are written according to the time and which simplify the teachings of the vedas based upon the particular time and also so as to suit the ways of living of people like we have the parashara smriti the yagnavalkya smriti which describe certain code of conduct and moral way of living for human beings even that can also be followed and even there are these puranas we have the 18 puranas wherein through simple stories and anecdotes the principles that are extolled in the vedas are explained so that we can easily understand and even that also comes under vaidika dharma and even the two itihasas that is ramayana and mahabharata the two great epics also tell us as to how we must live in the world for instance 
when we study the ramayana we learn as to how to live our life uncompromisingly and how to perform dharma at all time and similarly we get valuable lessons from the life of lord krishna in mahabharata and also the lives of saints and sages also can be emulated in order to perform this vaidika dharma or to lead a vedic way of life and most importantly we can all say the best guide for us is the life of the avatars the life of bhagwan itself who has declared my life is my message when we are able to live our life on the basis of the teachings of this purna avatara bhagwan then that itself becomes vaidika dharma marga parata for us and all this must lead us to vairagya dispassion to all that is unreal and that is what is meant by this blessing of vaidika dharma marga parata to get this blessing is also a rare chance a rare opportunity this is the fourth blessing and this is it for the day and we shall see the other five blessings that are mentioned in this verse in our coming session now i will conclude with the shanti mantra om purnamadah purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnamevavashishyate ಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಸ್ತು ಐ ಆಫರ್ ದಿಸ್ ಸ್ಟಡಿ ಆಫ್ ದಿಸ್ ಟೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ವಿವೇಕ ಚೂಡಾಮಣಿ ಅಟ್ ದ ಲೋಟಸ್ ಫೀಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಮಾಸ್ಟರ್ ಅವರ್ ಲಾಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಐ ಪ್ರೇ ಟು ಭಗವಾನ್ ಟು ಬ್ಲೆಸಸ್ ಟು ಸ್ಟಡಿ ದಿಸ್ ಟೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ಟುಗೆದರ್ and to understand and practice what is written in this text by acharya shankara and seek blessings of our sadguru bhagwan shri satya sai baba for this study i am thankful to team radio sai and every one of you jai sai ram